This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. We are so excited to share something new we've been working on. We have now launched the Enneagram 8 community. This is a community where Enneagram 8s can come together to feel seen and heard for the heart of who they are, a place where you can just be you. If you're interested in joining us here, go to the Enneagram8community.com to sign up. This is a real powerhouse of a tri-type. She's our first interview with tri-type 836. And the stereotype of eights being super confrontational and combative, that comes from this tri-type. Alicia's such an example of how we eights, we get thrown something really, really difficult. And instead of giving up, we just, we turn it into something that works. We don't fall apart. We just do the next thing. Alicia's just about to launch into the beginning of her art career. So head on over to Instagram and we are going to link to her Instagram art page. Uh, I'm just in Fargo, so I'm not that far away from you guys, really. Where is Fargo? So North Dakota, like the very east side. Right. Almost okay. into Minnesota. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got the long O's, Minnesota. Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> It is true, eh? The Canadian accent blends with the Minnesotan one. Yes. Like I said, I grew up in Minot, North Dakota. Until I was six, I lived in Mesa, Arizona. So I always kind of feel like a part of me is supposed to live in warmer weather. I just literally kind of weather living here, you know? I've tried to embrace winter and I do love the four seasons and... I'm the oldest of four. I'm married to a five husband and I have three sons. So they're like 11, seven and five and they keep me super busy. Yep, but I feel like I can generally keep up with them. You know, that the eight energy. Yeah. I went to nursing school. I was a nurse practitioner for several years, um, worked in the ICU before that. And so, I mean, healthcare, healing, that's mm-hmm. always been my jam. Other than that, if I had to identify with like a movie character, hands down, it'd be Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. I was like watching that. I was on the edge of my seat in the theater. I'm like, yes, like she has to be <laughs> eight. You know, she's an Avenger. Like she's a fighter. Anytime she got knocked down, she got right back up. She wanted to be a fighter pilot. Like I actually wanted to be a pilot in high school, (laughs) but I don't know why I thought I could do that. Like my eyesight was poor until I got LASIK surgery, like five years ago. I'm not sure there's much that stops us eights if we would decide we want to do something. No, when you dream something, you think you can, you know, you can move all the obstacles in the way. You just find a way around them. That's all. Exactly. For sure. (laughs) So yeah, Captain Marvel. I was her for Halloween a couple. I'm not gonna lie, Joe is like googling Captain Marvel like (laughs) right now because both of us are sitting here like we're describing it really well, but we do not know who this is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if you haven't seen that movie, you can go watch that tonight, and you're gonna be like, oh, she's totally right. And I. I cuss a lot, so I'm gonna. I'll try to hold back a little bit, but it's gonna. Oh, you know what? It's okay. Like natural better here, and okay, great. I don't edit them out. We don't edit them out because okay, yeah. we're real. We're blessing. all about being real. No, you can swear. Some some days call for it more than others. Oh, it's a healthy release. Yes, I agree. 
Uh, like I said, I mean, nursing, I chose that career back in high school um, because it really kind of brought together my love of, you know, art and science. I'm such a science nerd. I was in Science Olympiad all four years of high school. And I love people, of course. Um, social is not my like top instinct. It's actually the intimate and then self-preserving and then social. But still, I mean, I'm a pe- people person. I'm a highly sensitive person and em- empathic. Um, So that really was a great career, you know, for a long time. And I enjoyed it. Um, I think I turned to being a nurse practitioner because it allowed me the autonomy, the independence um, and doing, you know, most of what doctors do, honestly, but rather in a nursing tract instead of like the medical field tract. There are differences. I think, um, you know, nurses, they're like always the most trusted, number one, you know, most trusted careerist they do that ranking like every year nurses are always number one. And I took that to heart and I really put a lot into doing a great job, you know, as a nurse and a nurse practitioner. I, I loved all my patients. I worked in homeless healthcare and then I worked in the local county jail doing the outreach there a couple of days a week. And it was challenging, but us eights always rise to meet that challenge. And for me, the justice fighter, it was the best of all those worlds. You know, I care about people who are oppressed and I care about power dynamics in every setting, whether that's local or national, always paying attention to that. And I did that for about eight years. And one of my kind of eight stories to kind of sideline into that part of my like degree, I got a doctorate of nursing practice. So a part of my degree was a disquisition, like a dissertation for PhDs. So it had to be a practice project uh, to like improve something. You have to pick a population to work with. So I, I had picked you know, our local homeless population. I didn't know enough about their health needs. Definitely figured there were a lot of unmet health needs and there were. I did an initial survey of several local service providers and they all kind of told me probably the top need in the community at that time was for a a medical respite program. So it's like a a place for people to recuperate, rest, um, recover from like a surgery that they had because normally we do that at home. Well, they don't have a home at least not a long-term solid home. And so after that, I just went balls to the wall, like with data collection, more than was necessary for the project. I did interviews, I did surveys and like did all of that collection and defended that, you know, before I graduated, it went well. And then from that got a bunch of working with the local homeless coalition, got people together on a task force to get that off the ground. Like literally they just needed someone to do the legwork to get that going. And so we finally got a medical respite program in, you know, Fargo. This was like, what, seven years ago or so? I mean, it was like right after I graduated, I I got going on it. So that's like a perfect example of this tri-type like in action. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just kind of one of those conscientious people too, who are like, I'm always thinking about those who have less you know, and like, how can I change that do my part in my little corner of this world. So have you ever been in a position where you felt like the the powerless one? You know, I think part of my eightness, you know, we're all formed from some kind of adversity, right? Uh, I mean, growing up with a father who was not there, alcoholic, you know, and my parents divorced when I was in college, I I was kind of already like a protector and caretaker because I was the oldest of four kids. So it was like my mom working full time, and then she comes home to do her basically other full-time job of taking care of us and, and all our needs and everything. So I think I kind of took on part of that role. Um, it was hard. 
you know, we didn't have a lot of money. Like we, we were a middle-class family, you know, we, like we were fine. There were some issues there. And I think I'm still kind of recovering, kind of healing and recognizing some patterns that are resurfacing for me. So yeah, I would say maybe that's the biggest thing I think of. Uh, then we had this pandemic and being in healthcare with the pandemic, uh, obviously I'd never in my 36 years been through that kind of thing. And it just took a toll over time. You know, working with folks that already are dealing with a lot of health disparities and issues, social issues, it, it's just like a, a compound of, it's not just the healthcare system, it's like the housing system and there's not enough affordable housing. And then like, just how all these systems collide and they don't work together. And it's like, there's one of me caring about like all of these things, you know, I can't help but care. You can't fix it all. And I cannot fix it all. I can't even like scratch the surface. That's how I felt. I try to come to work. I'm just going to do the best I can with what I have today. Like that's all you can do. Right. And for the most part, that was fine. And I was good about my own self care and everything, but like, you know, raising a young family and then what I was doing for work. And, and it was just, it was a lot of things that all kind of came together. It was a perfect storm. I just, I burned out. Do you feel like your energy gets drawn at a much higher degree when you're not capable of fixing the problem? Like you're sitting there idle, but your energy is actually being expended at a much larger rate. Yes. It's that mental, emotional labor. Just my heart kept getting broken like every day. I mean, I try to do what I can to help people. And it's just like, this and you're so, solving all the problems in your head? Like you yeah. have all the solutions for all the problems you see in front yes. of you? Yes. <laughs> and people wouldn't agree with a lot of the things I have in my head. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah, justice fighters like to debate. They like to read the room. We're really good at reading people, reading the room, the environment and all that. But anyway, uh, this was about like eight months ago. I was having kind of a a bad day. I came home and, you know, I I actually don't have real close friends that I can kind of talk to about work. Like there is just inherently like, you know, some negative aspects. Like I I definitely had positive stories, but there I had to vent. I have to like talk it out to like get it out of me. I suppose I could just be writing all of this, but who has time to sit down and do that? So it's just like I word vomit all over my husband, unfortunately. And he's like, you know, dear, why don't you quit your job and I'll build you some studio space? Because I've like had this lifelong dream of doing art professionally. I've done art all my life. It's been a heavy hobby all my life. I've done so many pieces for friends, family. They've asked me, can you paint this for me? Oh, sure. Yeah, whatever. So you quit your job and became an artist? I fucking did. I love this story. (laughs) Okay. So I know that the person I was even five years ago could not have done this. I don't know what that means, but I must have just like grown and healed enough to be able to make this leap. Like I definitely have changed as a person, even in the last two years, totally yeah, changed. I think me. we've all been shaken. Yes. Uh, so things are changing, but he said that, and it just like was a snowball effect. Like my head, my heart, my gut, you know, I have all three in the tri-type. So like, they're just all, you know, all yep. going, they're all <laughs> triggered. There was a lot of crying in my bathtub, crying in, in my bathroom. <laughs> so kind of sliding a little bit for a second into the three-ness. Threes are very driven to succeed. And like a core fear is like of kind of failure or like looking bad or I suppose disappointing other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me being a firstborn too, but. Um, no, you sound like my brother. Okay. <laughs> I feel that too. <laughs> well, there you yeah. go. <laughs> so um, there's just a lot of like shame that I felt and guilt. Oh my God, the guilt. 
mm-hmm. to work through all of that. I thought this was my dream career. Like I thought I had to be like an empty nester to like do this art career, you know? And it's just yeah. like, why do I get so sucked into like a certain timeline? Like, where did that come from? That was all me. Like I just made up a timeline, you know? So um, the more I thought about it, the more I could feel my healthcare career just like coming to a sliding halt. And um, I put in my notice um, in like the end of August or so. And uh, that was really hard for me to do, to write that email to my coworkers as well, to let them know. But I tell you, like the next few weeks, just the support that I got even from my coworkers, but like friends, family, they're like, I am so happy that you're doing this. Like I could tell you've been having a really hard time for a while. Like, oh yeah, you could tell I was like angry every day of my life (laughs) (laughs) for like the last two and a half years. Really? Uh, So how how does your day work now? Do you you basically spend the day in the studio and what what comes? Yeah, what my husband did was he kind of refurbished a like big storage room I actually work right across the hallway from him. I'm in his like work building. So I literally wave and then I shut my door. But I, okay. I come to come to work like most days of the week, kind of with a general like plan of what I want to accomplish. Uh, but I think I'm still kind of at a standstill while I'm developing the websites being developed right now. So I got to work right away on getting a brand, like a logo. I knew I needed that. And then kind of just designing the business and like what what I wanted it to look like. I actually found I kind of had way more of a knack for that. You know, the business skills, Matt's kind of helping, my husband's helping me with that. That's his wheelhouse. But then like I realized I have a sister who worked for our local arts partnership and she knows like all the local artists and I know a handful of them. It's just, it felt like, wow, once I just said yes to this, the universe was like, okay, here's all the things that you have before you, like, here's all your resources. It just like, was a great time. Affirmation that you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly, exactly. So I have had so much less anger. And, uh, you know, I, I take a blood pressure medication. That's my family history, though, too. So I'm hoping just, you know, I'm still kind of in a healing phase, too. But Um, But yeah, I go and paint probably half the time, you know, I'm making like mixed media art, mainly acrylic, some watercolor, I've already kind of figured out like my style and kind of what I generally like. And, and I've taken classes all my life, too. I took a few in the last year. So yeah, I just like once I said yes to this, like, I already have it all in me, like, I know that I had so much potential. I know I can be great at this you know yes. I don't know if that's the threeness or that the is or <laughs> oh it's what <whatnot>. <laughs> okay, okay. But, um, full on confidence I will it, be a winner <laughs> yeah yes so I feel like the three is like it's almost as strong as the eight for me yeah yeah and I know we haven't touched on the six yet no I well yeah. <laughs> we'll touch on it when I ask you the uh-huh. next question okay sounds good how have people kind of said that they perceive you and what what tricky bits happen there yeah because you're known to be triple confrontation that's like mega mega confrontation which obviously so much yeah okay well so actually when you said that the first thing i thought of was how i i am very picky about like (laughs) who i want to hang out with yeah because they have to be able to handle my intensity they have to be able to handle my depth so like i don't sit around like wanting to chit chat you know, mm-hmm. with people, that's actually really hard for me. And maybe that's because I'm also an introvert. But um, so I, I'm very like choosy about who I want to hang with. And like, once I like you, like, 
yeah, you're in my circle, like we're good. But part of the sickness I wanted to say was like, I was reading, that's maybe where my drive to kind of like test people out. I like kind of psychoanalyzing people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like trying to like figure people out a little bit, uh, kind of put the feelers out. Do you test them? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So I don't know. I think I, I maybe turn people off sometimes. So like, I, I'm just like very curious. I have a really good sense of humor, I think. And I know like sixes are kind of a bundle of contradictions. So like, sometimes I feel like this, sometimes I feel like this, you know. But um, I would say eights are kind of aren't they kind of known for sometimes being like the lone wolf? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's definitely been me. Um, like I'm good with like, a couple really close friends and then I don't really care to have like more friends than that you know acquaintances like those are plentiful but actual friends that I can talk to and be myself around that's that's only like one or two and probably my husband's even one of those people right now <laughs> so you know some of that is probably pandemic related I yeah just like and then, well, of course, the career change too. Like my, I don't see my coworkers anymore. Yeah, I don't have any true. coworkers anymore. <laughs> like I work by myself. So I'm that's pretty sure Joe will come over and join you. In our <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> She'll paint so the small I, pieces. You can paint the big pieces. <laughs> yes, right. Um, so, I think um, uh, the lone wolf aspect is also your sexual first, the sexual yes, instinct yes, first. We're so course. much more picky. We're really picky about the energy okay, we want so to be around. Comes from then too. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's very hard to find the right match for your energy or you get really bored. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I get so bored. I get bored yeah. with a lot of things, though. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, my wardrobe. What I want to paint. Like, <laughs> where I want to travel. Oh, see, I don't get bored with where I want to travel. I just get bored with being at home and need to go travel. I can do the same place over sure. and over as long as it's sure. not here. <laughs> <laughs> So have you had a lot of experience with fighting with people? <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's in the form of, again, like 836, they, they like to debate. They like, yeah. to, I have this inner uh, saboteur, I call her. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if she's like my shadow self or what, but I, I like to poke people. I like to, yeah. to poke at people. I like to push the envelope. Maybe that's the eightness, the challenger. I think um, it's the six, to be honest. Okay, yeah. So, or a combo of the eight and the six. Yeah, my, it could definitely be the six. My husband, who's the six, he always wants to, when I'm reading up on something and looking how people are responding to something, he immediately will say, I want to see the other side. I want to see, uh, yes. see the controversial piece of this. Yeah, and he, he thrives on kind of seeing the odd person who says the most outrageous thing. <laughs> I look at it as keeping an open mind. And yeah. I want to hear, yes, like all sides of the story. I like to look at all the angles. Of, yes, uh, he does of too. Issue because there's always something that we're not thinking about. Or, you know, somebody's got just different experience than I do. Like, I'm always going to respect that. Like, I want to hear other experiences, not just mine or yours or, you know. But, just, but when just, someone uh, else has a different experience and you have a different view, do you feel like you can change your view? Or do you feel like you go up like a wall and you try to present your side more? Mm, I think that depends on the issue. Again, I'm pretty flexible, actually, like I'm a pretty flexible person. And I I make it my personal policy that I have a right to change my mind. (laughs) I definitely love and appreciate it when people kind of be who they are, they know who they are, they can speak clearly, they can stand up for what they think, they can talk about a variety of things. I don't know if these belong to any certain type, but I, I like um, people who have, you know, depth that ask questions. They're curious about life. You know, they, they want to know more. They ask why. 
I think what I don't get along with is, uh, like I said earlier, like the, the shallow conversation or um, doing something just to do it. Like I, I'm a very intentional person, very thoughtful person. And so probably the, I just said to, to my husband a few days ago, like the one thing I, I don't do well with in folks is like thoughtlessness. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Like not thinking about others. Maybe that's maybe that's my tri type, just the consideration for others and whatnot. I think that's probably the biggest thing I struggle with. And um, like, so I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. It's really hard for me to talk with people who put up walls, you right. know, like, let me read you. Like, I don't, I can't gauge where you're at. Like, I'm not really going to probably get along with you then. I just put it all out there. Like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I've learned to be softer, learned to be more, you know, vulnerable, like accepting of all my flaws. I love being an eight because I think that we need more of them in the world. <laughs> we, need, we need more people challenging the status quo because honestly, the status quo is shitty. Okay. We need more people who can ask, like, why is this the way it is? Like, I don't like that. The rules are just suggestions. We can always change the rules to make it more fair play for everybody. I appreciate our utter resilience that we can just get through it and bounce back. And that doesn't mean we don't get a few bruises and cuts along the way, but just, just this fire that we have, you know, mm-hmm. we can just get shit done. We can just go <laughs> do it. We so do. probably the thing I struggle with, but again, you know, I have a hard time distinguishing between, is this my three or is this my eight? Like I have just this like inner motor. I just can go when I set my mind to something, I will fucking get it done. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to get done. But I think that there have been times in my life where I have literally like dragged myself around and I wasn't listening to my body saying, sit the fuck down. Okay, you need to slow down or you will like burn out, you know, and it's like, well, that's already happened for me career wise. Like I just wasn't watching the signs. I wasn't listening because I thought that I needed to keep doing that, that I thought I was doing it you know, for other people, they had kind of put me on this pedestal that I didn't want. And, you know, it's like, just because I was good at that doesn't mean that I have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It's such a well, simple Well, we also thing. find a lot of our value in performing, right? And doing. Yes. Like, it needs to be something tangible that we've accomplished to feel yes. valuable. Yes, 100%, 1,000%, yeah. for sure. So sitting so I think- and resting does not feel valuable. No, it's not from experience. Either. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm recognizing too, like that societal expectation of like being productive, like we're human beings, we're not human doings. Learning to lay down the armor and slow down uh, and just like sit with the tough stuff and let it heal. And you have to like take the time to heal yourself, but it's absolutely life changing. I think it's brought me so much closer to the center of my true self and like where my power actually is. And I think that, you know, like I said, we have that fire in us, uh, but I think it adds so much wisdom to that fire. It's like giving that fire direction and vision. And when we harness that and we don't let anybody take us out of our power, we're fucking unstoppable. We're the ones that are changing the world, creating the reality, creating change. Catalysts. Catalyst, I like that word. That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you inside the armor. Mountains or ocean? Ocean. Coffee or wine? Coffee. Every day of the week. Where do you sit in a crowded room? In the center, towards the front. I want to see what I'm seeing, you know. What makes you cry? 
Well, injustice. Shit. Do you have any tattoos? I do. My whole right arm, it's a sleeve of botanicals. And then I have one that's almost done on my right upper back. What animal are you? Definitely eagle and cheetah and either a tiger or a lion. Big cat energy. And I've been told I have a resting bitch face. So <laughs> it kind of adds to that. Like I got asked in high school all the time, like, why do you look so mad all the time? Like, I don't know. I'm just in my head and serious and I want to be done with high school like yesterday. <laughs>